in some ways it's a bit misleading. When I first started facilitating these, they were not popular. So there was a lot of education and conversations about what it is, what happens to you, fielding questions like, how do you, how do you travel to each location with a bathtub? People calling up, inquiring, like, do I need to bring a towel? You know, it's a weird title, Sound Bath. But it's fitting in the sense that, you know, you're, you're totally being engulfed or bathed by sound. My name is Nate Martinez. I am a musician and producer and sound therapy practitioner. Sound baths have been around for a while. Sound, in the sense that it's inducing trance or meditation, has been, you know, since the dawn of our human existence. You know, when you go back to, uh, like, Pythagoras, sound was a, you know, it was a medicine back then. So there's always been a sacredness to it and always an understanding that there's a power to it because it's intrinsically connected to vibration and this is how we experience the whole world. Sound and vibration, that's what, that's what this world is. Sound isn't just in one location. It's not in the location where the instrument is. What happens is that there's an instrument and there's an impact hit and the resulting tone of that is a wave. It moves around rooms, but we're not impervious to it. It very much travels through us. One simple way of looking at that is through bone conduction. If we're standing on concrete and there's a truck that drives by and hits a pothole, you know, the reverberation of that impact hit travels through the ground, and as long as our feet are connected to it, it's going to move up our skeletal systems. About a hundred years ago, you had these symphonies in all these different cities over in Europe, and historically, you tune to the space that you're in. So you're working with the acoustic resonance of the space. There was a decision to universally choose a frequency that all these other instruments would be. So popular music as a whole, probably 98% is tuned to 440. There's definitely an open conversation and argument, depending on who you're talking to, about what that means. The healing power of music. We've all heard about it, but for some reason, it's like we never find it. Maybe someone, maybe some Nazi um, got us all on the wrong track. Some people say that 440 is discordant. Um, and their argument is based on an understanding that if we are tuning everything to a resonant space, uh, one way of looking at it is, well, Earth is emitting a constant frequency. When you actually measure it, you can't hear it, you can't feel it, it's just too slow. It's like between, I, I believe, 7.82 hertz and 8.2 hertz. And that range shifts because when you have electromagnetic storms, there might be spikes with that energy. But more often than not, it would be 8 hertz. What's up, people? Michael Thompson, the Copper Warrior, is here. Hi, everyone. I'm Rick Beato. Hello, I'm James, and I'm going to talk about... 432 hertz. A subscriber by the name of 47 Chakras 
Yes, said, can you please explain 432 hertz in a video? 432 hertz is perfectly divided by 8. Four forty is in. The Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, everyone is involved. There's another conversation about it's not just that it's the way that it's tuned, but how we're receiving it. You know, what you're losing out in digitizing things, what is closest to having an instrument in the room. And that's where I sort of lead back to a sound bath is because at least the way that I approach it. There's no amplification of sound. The delivery system is the space you're in. It's not being compressed by or degraded by any choice of microphone, any choice of cable, any choice of amplifier. Everything else that we experience is all kind of going through all these delivery systems. You know, I didn't experience a sound bath until I started exploring training. I've been a musician for upwards of 30 years. I've studied extensively. I think with, with sound, we break it down into music and noise. And when we experience it, we've been conditioned to experience it mostly as a performance. And so with the idea of it being a performance, we're heavily relying on our sense of sight. So I've had experiences with music that have shaped me but when I had my first experience while I was in this certification program it was remarkable because it was a way that I hadn't considered sound before. Ideally you're walking into a relaxing space. There are typically cushions or yoga mats laid out. You're going to begin to lay down and get comfortable resting your body. I always begin by working into some breath work. And then it's about introducing a variety of sounds. So I use a frame drum that helps us sort of entrain and fall into the experience. It can be very fast, but it's always going to begin to slow down. The way that I work is I kind of incorporate a variety of sequences. Nothing's predetermined. I use uh, crystal quartz singing bowls, Himalayan singing bowls, rattles, chimes, overtone singing, uh, shruti box different sounds. All the instruments, the idea at their core is that you don't have as strong form relationships to these instruments. You may not know what it is. Uh, more often than not, they're more open and drone-like or have the ability to be long, sustaining. Part of our brain is you know, hardwired to the performance aspect of what's happening. Like, I need to know what that is, you know. But actually, in this instance, you absolutely don't. I mean, 
you can think about it for a while if you want, but you might be better off spending your time just exploring what's coming up for you, not trying to analyze the moment, not even just sounds that are happening with the instruments, but also environmental sounds that are happening naturally. It's about including everything. I usually try to incorporate some additional breath work and then and then we're done. <laughs> 